0: have a Bible, no thank you, okay, Uh, if you don't have a Bible, we'll get you one, if you do have a Bible, I encourage you to bring it, okay, now I know we put it on the screen, I get that, all that kind of stuff, I love technology, but there is something about seeing it black and white in your Bible, that, that, That here's the thing, you can't take this screen with you home, Okay, you, you, you need to take the Bible with you. So Acts chapter 17, if you don't know where the book of Acts is, I encourage you, start at the table of contents right at the beginning of your Bible. Look up there and say, okay, there's two sections, Old Testament, New Testament. I'll give you a little bit of clue, it's in the New Testament. Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, Acts. Turn to that page and then go over to chapter number seven. Chapter number 17. So whether you're looking at it in your Bible right now or you're looking at it up on the screen, if you are there, say, I'm there. Okay. Now, this first, I'm just going to go and tell you, this first verse, I've really been working hard on these words. So if I totally butcher them, we'll we'll let let somebody else speak for us, okay? Now, when they had passed through Amphipolis, I got that one, Amphipolis, and Apollonia, they came, I'm in, I'm, I've been working on this one too, Thessalonica, how would I do, Todd? I'm, I got it, I'm telling you, here we go. Right, we will not say any more of those words for the rest of the time. Where was the synagogue of the Jews? I'm sorry, I'm having a little too much fun, I apologize. Verse 2, and Paul, as his manner was, went, into un, went in unto them, and three Sabbath days reasoned with them out of the scriptures, opening and alleging that Christ must needs have suffered, and risen again from the dead, that this Jesus, whom I preach unto you, is Christ. And some of them believe, and consorted with Paul and Silas, and of the devout Greeks a great multitude, and of the chief women not a few. But the Jews, which believed not, moved with envy, took unto them certain lewd individuals, or excuse me, fellows, sorry, I'm, I'm changing words, fellows with a, of, a, of the baser sort, And gathered a company and set all the city on an uproar and assaulted the house of Jason and sought to bring them out to the people. And when they found them not, they drew Jason and certain brethren under the rulers of the city, crying, These that have turned the world upside down are come hither also, whom Jason hath received. And these all do contrary to the decrees of Caesar, saying that there is another king, one Jesus, And they troubled the people and the rulers of the city when they heard these things. And when they had taken security of Jason and of the other, they let them go. Lord, thank you so much for your word. Lord, my desire, Lord, as you've done with me this week, and Lord, as you're going to do today, and I pray you do in the hearts and the minds of the people today, Lord, that you would show us something in your word. Lord, that we could leave here, maybe, Lord, maybe it's just one thing, or maybe it's several things. But because of the truth of your scripture, Lord, there's something in our lives that needs to change. And Lord, I pray that we would not be motivated by by a story or a a saying or, or or a funny joke. Lord, I pray we'd be motivated by your word. Lord, that's what changes lives. And so, Lord God, my prayer is that you'd help every single one of us to see you more in what we're reading. And Lord, that would bring us to action today. In your wonderful name we pray. Amen. Amen. You may be seated. Now, if you've been coming for a little while, um, the past couple of weeks have been a little different. They've been a little different. I, I have not done your typical... Uh, here's your outline, um, here's, you know, point number one, uh, sub-point number two, you know, the let, let's go to, we've just been opening up the scriptures, letting them speak for themselves, and, and so if you get a bulletin every single week, you when you open your bulletin, there's a little insert in there, and there's, basically that's all the things that are happening, uh, coming up recently. Now, if you flip over, you're going to see an outline, an outline format, okay, Now, I encourage everybody to write something down, because, but sometimes what we do when we have an outline is we just kind of write whatever the outline is. and So point number one was this, I'm going to write that down, and maybe I'll write some of the other extra scripture references, but that's it. Here's what I want you to do today. I want you to say, God, show me something today. I want that to be your prayer. God, show me something today. And here's what happens. God, if your prayer is sincere... If you truly want God to show you something today, He will. Say amen. Amen. He will. And here's what I want you to do. When He shows you something, at any point in this message, when He shows you something, just write it down. Just write it down. And I encourage you to do this. Take that with you this week. Maybe read Acts chapter 17 again and then reflect on what God has shown you in that. Okay? So that's kind of how we're doing this right now. Does that mean I'll never do an outline again? We'll see. But we're just going to kind of look at the Scripture let the Scriptures speak to themselves because this is what changes lives. Not some story, and I've got some stories. Not some, so not some cute illustration. Not some funny joke. What's going to change lives is the Scripture. Say amen. amen. Now, first of all, the title of the message is A World Turned Upside Down. Now, we're going to look at that. I don't know if you all picked that up. That actually is a, a phrase that is in the Scriptures that we're going to look at today. But that's kind of where, what, we're, what we're thinking about. Okay, wh- what does that look like? a world turned upside down. But let's start with with in, in chapter in, in verse 2. Okay? Again, I'm not I'm not going to say those words again because I think I butchered one or two of them and I'm not going to try to butcher them again. But he's in Thessalonica. Did I say it again, right? Thessalonica. Okay, good. All right. I don't <laughs> I guess Todd's my word guy. I don't know what that means. Whatever. But here's the first thing I want to look at. Okay? Verse 2. And Paul as his manner was went in unto them, and and three Sabbath days reasoned with them out of the Scriptures, opening, alleging that Christ must needs have suffered and risen again from the dead, that this Jesus, whom I preached unto you, is Christ. Now let's go back to verse 2. And Paul, as his manner was. Now, what that phrasing means is, as his manner was, that basically that was his habit. That was his custom. Let me explain this a little bit better. When Paul would go into a city, Paul's habit... Paul's custom was to go into a city to do one thing and one thing only, which is to share who? Jesus. That wasn't just something that Paul did. That was something that Paul was. That's who he was. He just shared Jesus wherever he went. Like, I, 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 how many times, and I've seen this before, you've, you, y'all you have met these, the, you, you would call them like, um, uh, weirdos or zealots or whatever that, but you run into them and it's like they're always talking about spiritual things. Like I, I I'll tell you a story i told you that stories, okay? I, I worked at Target. That my, was my first job when I, I, I was in high school. I was 16 years old. I know Target has changed a little bit in their policies, okay? It was a very good store back in the day, all right? But uh, 16 years old, and so I worked on the sales floor for the first year. and the second year, I, I was a cashier, and there was this one guy that would walk in, and he would just basically share the gospel with you in the cashier checkout line. Now, I'm not opposed to that, but all the, like, seven people that were behind him did not like him very much, okay? But I liked him because here's a guy that, like, you know what? I'm going to share the gospel no matter where I am, no matter what I'm doing. I'm going to share the gospel. And he's not a weirdo. He's just a Christian. Say amen. amen. He's just a Christian. Now, he, and this, and it, the way that this week worked out, it really gave me, it, it, it kind of took me aback a little bit. I shared a couple weeks ago, and this happened really fast. Uh, One of our church members passed away this past week. Um, Richard and Heather Donaldson, a lot of y'all don't even know who that is. Because they've been homebound for about a year and a half now. Um, But they, they they were a part of the group that was at Spring Arbor. And if you don't know what Spring Arbor is, Spring Arbor is the church that Temple Baptist Church partnered with out in this place and we said okay we're gonna partner together to reach as many people as we can with the gospel and they were and they were part of spring arbor baptist church very sweet people some of the nicest people when i met i remember i remember, I remember that day wendell you probably remember this when i came when it, b- before we kind of partnered together and i preached the message and everybody was super nice but this sweet red-headed short lady and this tall man that didn't have much to say but he, he kind of joked around kid around with me they were the sweetest people in the world and so over the past year and a half, I've been, I've been coming in and out and visiting with him. You know, sometimes it was every couple of weeks. Unfortunately, sometimes it's a couple months. And so last Wednesday, last Wednesday, he found out he had stage 4 bone cancer. And then they found out it spread to his brain. And so myself and Matthew Sunday went over to the house. And, and Richard talked about peace. He talked about peace. Now, I know the only way you'd have true peace is with Jesus. Amen. amen. That's the only way you have true peace. Yes. Anything else, I mean, you can say, well, I have peace about this situation. But if you don't have Jesus, you really don't know true peace. You don't know true comfort because peace and comfort only comes through the Holy Spirit. But here's what I did when he said he had peace. This is what I looked at him. I said, now, look, you said he had peace, and I have to ask this question. And, I, and here's what's bad is I felt weird asking this question. But I said, the only way you have peace is if you put your faith and trust in Jesus Christ. Have you done that? And he said, yes. And then I looked over at Heather and I said, have you done the same? And she said, yes. And I left out of there going, hey, this man is about to die, which he did Thursday night. Very quick. Found out last Wednesday, he passed away on Thursday of the next week. Very quick. And here's what, here's what God spoke to me. He said, why do we wait? Why do we wait? Like in that moment, I was motivated because here's a guy I may never see again. He is literally on his deathbed, knocking on death's door. And I I have to share the gospel with him. If he doesn't know, I have to do that. And and, and God just said, why do we wait? Because here's the deal. Two weeks ago, he didn't think anything was wrong. I'm not, I don't want to use, I don't want to use news stories and and, and, and try to motivate that, but we lost a 12 year old Vinemont kid this weekend. I promise you, when they went boating this weekend, they didn't think that they were going to lose him. But it's a reality of where we live today that we have no clue. And I'm just telling you, it hit me like a ton of bricks like, man, here's Paul. This is just who he was. He went to a city, and I think that that Paul was one of those that he was he was he was he was preaching to people like he was saying these. I may never see these people again. These people may die tomorrow, and if I, the last thing I do before I die, I want to tell them about Jesus. I'm told, I'll tell you where I went this far, and this is we talked about the commission app. We talked about the commission app a couple weeks ago, um, months ago, maybe I don't know what it was. But there's this little app, I encourage everybody to get it, but it has a big, big orange C on it, okay? So go to your app store, it's on Android too, so go to Google Play or whatever, I don't know if it's on any other device, but Android or, or Apple, it has a commission app. And here's what I'm telling you what I'm going to try to do, because there's a, there's a thing about salvation, you can explain salvation, it can illustrate salvation, baptism is plain, but there's a thing called My Prospects. And I clicked on that, and I put on there, Richard Donaldson, because I've had a gospel conversation with him. Or at least from the standpoint of making sure, like, do, have you put your faith in church? I put Heather Donaldson. I, 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 I met with, uh, with uh, Cameron and Alyssa this week, and I asked you all your salvation story, didn't I? I put Cameron and Alyssa Galbraith on here. Now, why did I do that? Because you know what I need to do? This list needs to be filled up. That, I, that every single person I come in contact with, I need to look and say, have I ever shared the gospel with them? Have I ever asked about their salvation? And then put them right on there. Now, I know you're all like, okay, I, I don't know. I, I want to be more like Paul. I want to say that, you know what, I care about people's salvation. Hey, here's what I want to encourage you about. And, and I know, the, and I think this is a really big deal. Some of you all are still weirded out by this and fear of, like, what's going to go on, what's going to happen, all that kind of stuff. What are people going to say about me? Okay, go go start talking to people that you know aren't going to, like, Completely destroy you. Tim, if somebody came up to you and asked about if you were saved and tell me your salvation story, would you be offended? Okay? Would you be like, oh, my gosh. I'm just, don't stop. You wouldn't do that, would you? Okay? So now everybody's going to ask him. All right? You're going to be bombarded man, okay? But here's the deal. This is your church family. You know what this gives you an opportunity to do? And hey, look around. Do you know what all these are? These are people to practice with. Practice with. Because here's, here's what's really cool about this. Do you know there's people in this room that aren't saved? Does that burden your heart at all? Is it my responsibility to go talk to every single person about salvation to make sure, or is it our responsibility to do that? Okay? Now, i gotta, I got to do a little commercial, and i I got to on this old Richard and Heather Donaldson deal. Um, I put it out there on Facebook, and I'm not getting on to anybody. It, this is something that I haven't done a good job of putting this as a priority, but I put it on Facebook, the arrangements, and I, I sent out a text message about the arrangements. Here's what I want to encourage you about, okay? Um, I understand the role of the pastors to go to the funeral and to go to the viewing and do all that kind of stuff. I actually preached the funeral, okay? So I, kind of, I guess I ha- kind of had to be there. But they were members of this church. Well, I didn't know them, but let me tell you this: they were members of this church. And if they're members of the church, that means they're a part of our what family. Now, if one of your family members passed away, would you go to the viewing or go to the funeral? Yes. And again, I'm not getting on to anybody. I'm just telling you right now, from the standpoint, if you hear one of our members are in the hospital, call me. Tell me about it because I want to visit them. But if you call me, don't be surprised if I don't say, okay, I'll meet you up there. Like, if you hear one of your family members in the hospital, one of your family members having surgery, one of your family members has a family member that has passed away, guess what? We're going to be there. We're going to be there. And here's here's what I'm thinking about this whole deal, and I just want you all to understand where I've been thinking about this whole deal, is we always say be the church. And when we say be the church, we talk about, we think about be the church, like go out in this community and do that. But also from the standpoint of being the church, it's also about how we love one another. Because here's the deal with the church, and we'll get ahead of this in a little bit, but the church is not a building. The church is really not even from the standpoint of Temple Baptist Fairview. The church is a people. Believers, Right. And so we're going to be the church, and here's the thing, especially this summer and all that kind of stuff, we're going to be the church, and we're going to love one another. And so when we have something like that come up, I, I understand people are busy, I couldn't be there, graduation was this weekend, I get it. But I don't want y'all to ever feel like, hey, he's putting out there, and some people said, hey, I'm praying for you. I hope he was like, I'm praying for you because I can't be there. But I, here's what I'll help you with. You can pray for that family, and you can be, for that, be there for that family. Another announcement. Heather Donaldson. She's, she's, um, she's, she has MS. The reason why she can't, they haven't been here for a year and a half, is because literally she gets up and, and, and she goes to town and then she takes, it takes two weeks to recover. But here's what she said yesterday She said, I want to come to church at first service. I said, that's great. She said, but I can't drive. I said, no problem. She lives in Holly Pond. Come see me. If you live in Holly Pond, and I'll say this: If if you're a single man, I don't want you to be picking up a single lady. Sorry, okay, no offense. All right, but if you're a couple, or you're or you're a lady, and you'd be willing to pick up a lady that just lost her husband and bring her to church during the first service, we'll get several ladies and we'll figure this thing out, and we're going to get her to church because she's part of our family. Say amen, amen. okay. And and uh, I was I was talking Pat Pat Walker Pat as Walker, right? Last name Walker. Okay, that's Tim and Tim and Anthony's mom, and she's been coming. Well, she's, she's in the nursing home, and so they've been picking her up. But she's kind of getting to the point where she can't come to church on a regular basis. And here's what I thought. I told Adrian, I said, let me know about that because I want to go visit her. But guess what? There's other people in this room that can go visit Pat Walker in the nursing home. Again, this is commercial, guys. But I, this is really, I, I, like, I don't know what it is, and I, this is kind of a, a, a pastor pep talk or whatever it may be, but I, I do want to grow. I do want to reach more people. But I don't want to do it to the detriment of, but of, of, of caring for the people that we have here as well. Now here's, I want, let, me, let me get down here for just a second. Here's where churches mess up. Church, there, there are churches that are like, it's all about us four and no more. It's all inwardly focused. There are other churches that are all outwardly focused. And they go, now you're like, well, that's, we need to be hourly focused. Here's the deal. It's not an either or proposition. It's a both and. We need to be a church that goes out and, and and reaches out and shares the gospel and does community outreach. We want to be that church, but also from the standpoint of if we're a part of a church, we're part of a family. We need to care and love for one another. Let me let me just—I'm telling you, Acts, Go read Acts chapter two, verse forty-one through forty-seven, and that's what's been wrecking me for the past several several months. But you see that they that the way they acted as a church, verse forty-seven says, praising God. And having favor with all the people. And the Lord added to the church daily such as should be saved. Now, here's the deal. Praising God and having favor with all the people. Not the people inside the church. Not just the people outside the church. But all people. Having favor with all the people. The people inside the church saw something. And the people outside the church saw something. And what did God do? He added to the church daily such as should be saved. Like, I want to be and it's gonna, We're going to get into this in just a minute. But I want to be a church that even the lost people look at this place and go, I don't know about this whole Jesus thing, but my goodness, they love one another there. And here's, and y'all, this, this world, this society we live in, that's what a lot of people are just looking for, someone to love them. Someone to love them. And here, here's what's really cool. The way we love each other may be the first step to them accepting Jesus by seeing how we love. And I'm having so much fun. All right, let's just keep on going. Now, verse three, no, verse two. Man went, went in, went in unto them, and three Sabbath days reasoned them out of the what? Scriptures, scriptures. Now we'll come back to that in just a minute. Opening and alleging that Christ must needs have suffered and risen again from the dead, that this Jesus, this guy, this dude we're talking about, whom I preach unto you, is Christ. He's the Messiah. Now, again, from the standpoint of where we are now, we don't even have the Gospels at this point. Okay, So what he's doing, he's taking Old Testament Scripture, Old Testament prophecy, and saying, hey, you know they keep on saying a Messiah's coming, a Messiah's coming, a Messiah's coming? Here's what he's saying. He's here, and he died for you, and you can put your faith and trust in him and live forever. That's what's going on. Now, listen, this is what's really cool. And some believed and consorted with Paul. Consorted means to join or, or associate. With Paul and Silas, and of the devout Greeks, a great multitude, and other chief women, not a few. Now, here's what I want you to do. I want you to go over to 1 Thessalonians, 1 Thessalonians chapter 2. Now, that's going to be, uh, so you're going to get to like the, the Pauline letters, so you're going to be Galatians, Ephesians, Philippians, Colossians. Keep going, and you'll get to 1 Thessalonians, 1 Thessalonians. Because here's, here's, here's what happened. And, and from the standpoint of why it's important to use Scripture, from the standpoint of sharing, some, sharing Jesus with somebody. So 1 Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 13. I still hear, hear pages turning. I love the, the sound of turning pages. That's awesome. Okay? All right. So keep turning, keep turning. It's like Acts, Romans, 1 Corinthians, 2 Corinthians, Galatians. Ephesians, Philippians, Colossians, First Thessalonians. I think I got that right. Okay. Alright, here we go. For this cause also thank we God without ceasing. Because when you receive the word of God, which you heard of us, so this is Paul writing to the Thessalonians, you received it not as the words of what? Men. But as in truth the what? Word of God. Which effectively worketh. Also, in you that believe. Now, maybe this is a little commercial thing too. Is I don't want you to, I don't, if you walk away saying, hey, Buchanan said this, and hey, Buchanan said that, and boy, when Buchanan said, I messed up. Here's what I want you to say God said this, and God said that, and so, and, but, I don't want you to take, this is not, I don't want to receive this as the words of men from the standpoint of me saying it. I don't want you to receive it from the standpoint of there were human writers. I want you to receive this from the standpoint that this is the word of God. And it's true. Now, let's go back to Acts 17. Back to Acts 17. Hopefully you, if you're wondering about this, this is called a doohickey. I don't know what it's called. I'm just really making, making this up, okay? see so a thingamabob, what you can do is if you have one of the thingamabobs in your Bible, you can put it there, go over to 1 Thessalonians, and then go back to your thingamabob and bring it back out. The jokes get worse, I'm just telling you. Oh, wow. You better be glad you're a veteran, Anthony. Now, let's keep on going to verse 5. Verse 5. It says, but the Jews, which believed not, moved with envy. Okay, so there was a group of people that believed, okay? We saw that in verse 4. There's a group of people that believed. But there's a tr- group that didn't believe. Moved with envy, took unto them some le- certain lewd fellows. The word lewd means wicked or vile. Of the baser sort, the baser means, means of low class. Now, some of you are like, well, I could have fit in that category. (laughs) I could have been a part of that. I I, I used to be one of those low-class, wicked people. By the way, we're all that low-class, wicked people. Just putting that out there real quick. And they gathered a company. So, so there's these people that, that they don't believe, but they're, they're envious of what's going on. So they grab a bunch of low-class, wicked, vile people. They gather them up in a company of a group of people and set all the city on an uproar and assaulted. The word assaulted means to attack. And attack the house of Jason and sought to bring them out to the people. Okay, So this is where, this is where Paul and Silas are staying. They're staying at Jason's house. And when they found them not, they drew Jason and certain brethren unto the rulers of the city, crying. Notice, the people that are crying, the people that are bringing accusation, the people that, these are the lewd, lewd, baser, the wicked, vile, low class, all the, the people that believe not, they're envious people, they bring them out crying this. These that have turned the world upside down are come hither also. Like, here's what they're saying, that we went, to go get Jay, we went to go get Paul and Silas. We couldn't find them, so we brought Jason because they're the ones who have allowed Paul and Silas to be here. And here's the testimony of Paul and Silas, not from the standpoint of the believers, but from the people on the outside, the people that don't believe. They look at Paul and Silas and go, these are the people that have turned the world upside down. This is the second time we've seen the book of Acts. A, a the people on the outside of faith making an accusation about these people called Christians in a, in a mockery or or even in a negative tone. But let's talk about the word Christian. When we first see the word Christian, when they're talked about an Antioch called Christian, it wasn't the Christians that were calling them Christians. It was the it was the non-believers looking at them saying like you Christians over here. The word Christian means Christ like. Like the testimony of those believers in Antioch was they, when they saw them and they read about Jesus and heard about Jesus, it looked like those people were acting like Jesus. So we have a a negative connotation, but I'm thankful for the title Christian. Say amen. I'm thankful for that title. That, hey, and here's the thing, I want that title to not be a title that's just given from the standpoint of what I've done, from the standpoint of putting my faith and trust in Jesus Christ. I want to earn that title. Say amen. I want to earn that title. I want people to look at my life and go, man, that dude, when, when I see his life and I look at Jesus, man, he looks a lot like what Jesus would do and what Jesus would say and how he would act. And here we are right now, Paul and Silas, these people that don't believe are looking at him and saying, hey, you know what these guys have done? they turned the world upside down. They turned it upside down. Let's keep on going. We'll come back to that in just a minute. Verse seven, whom G, who Jason hath received, so that's what, why they're bringing them out, because he received them into his home. And these all do contrary to decrees of Caesar. Now in that time, especially from the standpoint of Rome, uh, that w- Caesar was not just just Emperor Caesar or King Caesar, he was like God Caesar. And it was, hey, you, we're, we're a Roman colony, and so we worship Caesar. But they're talking about this other king, this true king, this one king named Jesus. Say amen. amen. This one king. Like, look, we're supposed to be worshiping and honoring Caesar, but they're talking about this king, Jesus. And they troubled the people and the rulers of the city when they heard these things. And when they had taken security of Jason and of the others, they let them go. Now, let's talk about turning the world upside down. Let's talk about the world, turn the world upside down. <clears throat> I'll say this, and I'll come back to it. So many times we look and say, "The church, the church needs to make the world a better place." We just need to make the world a better place. Hear me through the whole deal. I don't want. My goal is not to make the world a better place. My goal is to radically change the world for Jesus see the difference? I don't want to just make what we have better. I want to radically change it. Because let's be honest, even what we have in our society right now, a better version of what we have is really not that good. This world needs to be radically changed, radically different. Let's talk about from the church. Let's talk about from the church standpoint. Here's an interesting question we need to ask ourselves. What if Temple Baptist Fairview tomorrow ceased to exist? Not here. Not here. This the, the 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 doors were shut, the lights were off, no, I mean it was run down nowhere here at all. This community no longer ever had Temple Baptist Fairview and the ministry of that here. Tomorrow it's all gone. Here's the question Would our community notice? Would our community notice? Or with our community to just go on like everything just all because we didn't do anything to change our community. (laughs) I know why it's getting quiet. (laughs) When there's amen it's like yeah, when there's quiet it's like oh, okay. But would would our community even notice if we weren't here anymore? Like I, I don't know about you but I want to be a part of a church that's Making a difference in our community. No. I want to be part of a church that's radically changing our community. That's the kind of church I want to be a part of. Now, here's 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 what's cool. Yes, we we want to be a church that does this. And so the church needs to do this, and the church needs to do that, and the church needs to do this. And we say, the church needs to do this. The only problem is, who's the church? We are. We are. In this section of Scripture, they're not talking about a church. They're talking about a people. More specifically, they're talking about individuals. They're talking about Paul and Silas. Paul and Silas, have they, they're, 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 what they're looking at, these men right here have turned the world upside down. I want our church to be collectively doing things in our community. I want our church to be doing this and doing that. I want our church loving one another and all that kind of stuff. But here's the deal. We talk about church, 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 church. And sometimes when we look at that in a whole, we think, yes, I want to be a part of that church. But I want, to, I want our church to do those kind of things. But here's the thing we need to do. If you want us to be that kind of church, here's what you need to say. I want to be that kind of person. I want to be the kind of person that turns the world upside down. Let me challenge you on this. And, I, and this is, I've been really, I, I think I've said this before. I go into to uh, a lot of places where I get to share the gospel because I can't really can't share it at work. Jennifer, are you saved. All right, awesome. I'm done. Okay, because she's the only one that I work with. She's my assistant. That's it. Okay, I can't really go to my work and share the gospel. Okay, I'll, I'll I'll keep on working on you just in case. All right, and Jennifer's like, please don't. Please do not come in every day and be like, hey, are you sure? Are you sure? So a lot of times when I share the gospel and invite people to church, it's at, it's at restaurants and, 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 and you know, different places of business and all this kind of stuff. But here's my thing, and this is what's really convicted me. Like when I go to a place of business and I see one of our church members there, you know what my first reaction is? You know who's going to be the best to reach them with the gospel? Not me, but their coworker. So here's the thing. Is where you work, is where you work, are you turning the world upside down where you work? Where you go to school, come on teenagers. You're like, Summer. All right, great. What do you how, how are you gonna grow in your growing your faith this summer? How are you gonna get more bold with your faith this summer? So when you go in August, you're like, I'm here. Woohoo! Okay. And you go in and you say, Hey, I'm gonna turn I'm gonna turn crimson. Where you go? Fairview? Fairview? Okay. Homeschool, you really need help. You really need help that day area. Homeschool, okay? Holly Pond, where you at? Holly Pond, what else? Come on. Give me our school. Where you at? Come on. Holly Pond and Fairview, the only schools we have represented here? Oh, come on. Arab. All right. You by yourself? Yeah, there you go. You better get it, Ella Claire. What else? Come on. Where y'all go to school? Holly Pond. Okay. I was just making sure. Making sure. Okay. So Holly Pond, Fairview. Arab, Homeschool. Take care of them. Billy, she's coming after you. All right. Okay. I'm going to talk to Ella Claire for just a minute. Are you one of those you don't like to be talked, to, talked, like pointed out, like Savannah doesn't like to be pointed out? Are you one of those people? You're a little bit more like, hey, I'm here. Okay. <laughs> okay. You're, you're Right now. Now, there are other people that go to this church that go to ARAP, correct? Okay. All right. But if it was just you, you can turn the world upside down at ARAP. You can do that. You can do that. Now, you holly Pond and fairview people, you got a little encouragement. Like if you're a Holly Ponder, like okay, Holly Ponder. I know that's not a word. Like, like, like pond people? I don't know what y'all call yourself. I don't know. All right. Somebody said you're a pond, like pond people. I don't know. Help me out, Danny. Help me out, Danny. Holly Ponder is fine, okay. Don't call us pond people. All right. Hey, if you are pond people though, I'd really like you to fish in the bass tournament coming up on July seventh. All guys that pond, whatever. Here's what's really cool. Like, encourage one another. If you're at Fairview and you got other people at Fairview, why don't y'all get together at the beginning of school year and say, "Hey, we're going to turn this school upside down." Hey, if you're at Holly Palm, why don't y'all get together and say, "You know what? We're going to turn this world upside down." And when you, and when you, you here's the thing, we don't like this word accountability. Okay, you can come up to your friend and be like, "Hey, did you what did you do to turn the world upside down at your school? How did you bring Jesus?" And they're like, "I didn't." And then you say, "Like you should have." Let's help each other. Let's pray. <laughs> okay. Let's turn the world upside down. Let's turn, turn your workplaces upside down. Let's turn your schools upside down. Let, I said this already, and I'm not, not, not picking on you, Olivia. Let's turn our homes upside down. Let's turn our homes upside down. Like, I don't know about you, but I think there needs to be a lot more Jesus in our homes than maybe what we're bringing in. Amen. Let's turn the world upside down. Like, I know we look at these guys and we go, yeah, it's Paul. Yeah, it's Silas. Guess what? They were men that needed a savior, that found him and got desperately, like, fallen in love with him. I want to do everything I can to to just serve him in every way possible. And you know what? God used him. Don't look at yourself and go, I can't be a Paul. I can't be a Silas. You're right. God may use you in greater ways than he used Paul and Silas. What do we ever think about that? Like, wouldn't that be awesome? Like, like it's not that God's going to use me less. I just believe God's going to use me more. Turn the world upside down. Now, let me help you with this. They really go hand in hand what we just talked about. You want to turn the world upside down? Share Jesus. Because when you share Jesus, guess what? The world gets turned upside down. Let's everybody stand. Let's everybody stand. Uh, this is our invitation.